do you want to like get started kind of giving our listeners another like quick little you know bite-sized what do you do with sienna and co you know what makes you completely unique um i always love hearing about this yeah absolutely yeah so i feel like my whole life yeah i just always was looking for clothing that fit both my style but also um yeah just my level of coverage and just styles that I I don't know I don't know if you can resonate with this but I just when I see a piece of clothing that I'm like yes that's for me it's like a little like light bulb I just like light yep. up oh, yeah. <laughs> and but I feel like that's just too few and far between so mm-hmm. I just feel like okay I guess if I can't find that much yeah then I just need to make it myself and so I did get to study fashion in school. And then I've worked in the industry and with COVID, I just felt like, okay, it's now or never to go out Mm. on my own. So I think another big thing I learned about in my program in college was just the social injustices that happen in the fashion industry that we just don't know about. We just don't hear about. We just don't realize. And it can, yeah, just be easy to just not know about it and just kind of sweep it under the rug, that kind of thing. But my program did a really great job of just, you know, really highlighting this is really what happens in um, a lot of factories that make apparel. And I'm sure other industries do, Mm -hmm. but we just focused obviously on apparel and not just overseas, but even in the U.S. as well. And I just felt like, okay, if I'm going to make new garments, that's something I want to really focus on because I also studied Catholic studies at the same time. And I just felt like, what always stood out to me and everything we learned about the Catholic faith was the dignity of the human person, the dignity of the human person. Yep. <laughs> and so I just feel like, gosh, you can't, you cannot ignore that. Then like that yeah. needs to be a part of everything we do, everything, every interaction we have. So I would say that is another big piece of CNN company is yeah, they, ha- it, they have to be made mm-hmm. um, where people are treated well. And the people who we want to wear the clothing, you know, their dignity is being upheld. So a long-winded <laughs> a very good a very good response um lily actually is here so i'm gonna just let her in awesome we're gonna just act like she was here the whole time or not right. <laughs> lily. lily's um hanging Yo. out with her with her foot oh yes, hello I, <laughs> I had a good surgery um i have bunions <laughs> which oh, is her bunny surgery because I felt like that sounded <laughs> that sounds nicer than being like my old lady bunion feet surgery. Yeah. Um, so I, I had one foot done and I'm basically just like confined to this bed. It's kind of driving me insane, but yeah. <laughs> I was feeling today like, man, can I be confined to my bed today? <laughs> <laughs> it's good for like as long as you want it, yeah, and then you're like, yeah. and then you're like, wait a minute. Oh, so yeah. I would like my free will back. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I'd like to yep. be able to do things again. Very true. So, very true. We were <laughs> just talking about kind of the intro with CNN Co. and everything, which I mean, the, the free will thing works out well because we were just talking about the dignity of the human person. And, um, you know, um, do you want to tell us a bit about like your the response that you got from the first collection um, and like maybe what one of your favorite pieces was that you guys designed? Yeah. I would definitely say a huge response from the first collection was that I'm not alone in this, that, well, especially swimsuits. It's just, I don't know where this came from, 
but so many of us just hate wearing swimsuits and so don't either don't want to go be in situations where you're wearing a swimsuit or just wear regular clothes over just to hide it yeah and I just don't know where that came from but I just that was my biggest response was yeah people haven't worn a swimsuit in years or you know negative experiences they shared that they in the past that they had had wearing a swimsuit and just an option where they can feel confident that you can wear a swimsuit, but it doesn't have to, you know, bear all. Um, that was really encouraging to hear. I mean, not, not encouraging that other women struggle with this, but encouraging that <laughs> okay, at least filling a need. Yeah. Yes. Mm, yeah. And also that, that it doesn't have to be sense. like, so uh, that it can be fun and beautiful and not just like, okay, I feel comfortable wearing this swimsuit because it has the right amount of coverage or something like yeah. that. But also that it's just something that you're excited to put on. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep, that it's like beautiful and like also just really cute. Like you're, mm-hmm. especially the second collection. Billy's like <laughs> <I> obsessed. <laughs> as soon as I saw the photo shoot that you did on like the tennis court and yeah. the cool um, retro Nikes, I think, and the two socks, yeah. I was like, ah, <laughs> yeah. I want this so bad. Um, so yes, I mean, which I guess kind of leads into our next question, which is um, if you could talk about the inspiration behind this second collection because it is so like cool and retro yay thank you yeah I just feel like okay so the inspiration behind the first one was just classic like what is going to last forever black I love black that I mean I'm wearing black now (laughs) just like my style and I also feel like when we're talking about um yeah the injustices in the fashion industry a lot of it is the fast fashion so you know Mm -hmm. something new is coming out every week which is like blows on that but Mm -hmm. The fact that, yeah, colors go out of style and, and styles too. So the idea of something that could kind of last, that was the black. And then I felt like the retro collection were, is a similar idea that, you know, it was inspired by styles from the 60s and 70s. And yet I feel like these styles have kind of stood the test of time. Like they've been around a little bit, you know, throughout all those years and still as fun and relevant now as they were then. So it felt like that was a good second option to okay how do we introduce new colors and styles but still remain that you know classic that these aren't going to go out of style immediately um and so that's how we landed on the yeah retro collection and it all just kind of fell together yeah with the photo shoot and so that was really fun that's always my favorite part is styling and planning the photo shoots because it's just where it's where my ideas and vision come to life and then everyone else can see what's been in my head the whole time. <laughs> yep. Same. I'm like, we're getting yes. ready for a May shoot and I'm like, ah, I'm like, yes. I'm remembering like, this is like the most, uh, it's just, it's so, uh, it's like, it's like the perfect amount of planning and creativity coming together mm-hmm. in this way that yep. is just like, yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like your first collection was very much like the like little black dress of swimsuits mm-hmm. and now yes. this feels like the like yeah, tennis court sporty mm-hmm. fun like it, it's like it serves a different need for the customer mm-hmm. but I do feel like it is for the same customer at the same time yeah no yeah yeah I, I love that you picked up on that because I play pickleball so I was absolutely also picturing okay can I wear these playing pickleball <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I Everyone get, must I, be able to play pickleball in their swimsuit. This is yeah, this is the number exactly. one. 
And yeah, the freebie gift will be a pickleball paddle. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my goodness. Or like a pickle, just like a, just a single pickle. <laughs> but no one will get the inside joke unless they Yeah, exactly. Everyone will just be like, my sister came with a pickle. I'm very confused. <laughs> wow. Um, but okay, wait. So did you style the shoot yourself then? Yeah. yeah. Love it. <laughs> Love it. I do everything myself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The story of like a small business. I loved, I loved how you saw. And I also love the models that you picked. Um, And like anybody who's listening to this right now, like you just got to go, first of all, look at this photo shoot, like the collect, the second collection, um, because it's really fresh and fun, but also the models that you picked are so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I could really like see myself in the models and they had such a like i don't know like that the the women that you chose were very unique and almost like because it was this tennis court scene it reminded me of like a movie a movie scene mm. and looking at the models i was like oh i want to know who they are mm. like what is their story like you picked women who are really like just unique and cool looking and like yeah stars um so you did an excellent job with like all around thank you yeah that's also cool that you picked up on that because the women those actual women are really awesome like they (laughs) do have really awesome stories and how they came to yeah become so they are professional models like they you know are for hire and everything so they how they came to be models and Mm -hmm. um but also they all they all are involved in different endeavors and so it was just a great day yeah just getting to chat with them and learn more about them and then the photographer is phenomenal I love I she did the first collection photo shoot as well just amazing so that was a lot of fun yes once you find a photographer that works it's like every collection you're like cool yeah yeah already got that we literally are planning our we planned our next shoot around our photographer's schedule Yeah. yeah Months ago, I was like, okay, I know you also do weddings. Tell me your availability. Yeah. Because it's like once you once you work with someone who like understands your creative vision. Yes. Everything just it's not only more seamless on set, but it's also mm-hmm. it opens up the door for you to like think of more creative ideas because you're not stressed in that environment. Yep. Which is just like yeah, yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, what I also found because all of them are so talented is yeah, I might have done the planning and brought them all together. But then the day of, I could just let them do their thing. So that was a really cool realization, too. Mm-hmm. Of Yeah, it was stressful, you know, leading up to it and planning it and even getting there in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> then once we were there, they just, yeah, did their thing and brought it all to life. So that was really awesome. Oh, oh. Well, what does, like, production look like for you? Because obviously doing something, doing clothing in a way that's dignifying for the human person, mm-hmm. you know, it's so much more involved than just picking a factory and going with it, you know? And so what is, and also you have such a background in production too, which I'm Mm -hmm. always so impressed by. Like you're just, oh, the attention to detail and the (laughs) the skills that you have are just amazing to me. So what does it look like to kind of take those skills and put them to work for us? Yeah. Yeah. I am definitely grateful for my background because I think it makes conversing with all the different contractors a lot easier um I can better understand yeah what they need and what's been great about working with kind of smaller contractors is it is very conversational they will tell me what they need and um you know are very 
patient with me with getting those things because yeah, it is just me working on this. So I think that's been helpful to have the background. Um, and again, because the contractors I've ended up working with are so great, I had to weed out a lot who were not. Mm. There was one, um, I think that's when we met Veronica, I was in town meeting um, a factory and they just ended up ghosting me, just yes. never <laughs> responded. And I just thought, okay, I have to take this as Redirection. Know, a door closed. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so then funny. was able to find one in LA much closer to me. He's mm. been so amazing. He will he will call and check up on me like, hey, I haven't heard from you. Well, how are you doing? <laughs> so that's that. been awesome. And 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 much it's much easier for me to go in person and you know yeah. check on things or drop things off or talk with him about whatever. So yeah. I've just been so appreciative of because it is small batch, because I'm working with smaller contractors, it's just so much more relational. And I think that helps to keep the dignity of the person in mind instead of yeah just like some big theoretical factory elsewhere Mm -hmm. and you don't know the people you don't really talk to them it's just transactional yeah yeah man and so like obviously with swimwear it's not possible to do made to measure um I mean I guess maybe in some magical worlds one day it will be but there's just so much more technical aspects that have to go Mm -hmm. into it that make it kind of necessary to do the small batch production instead. And so, um, yeah, tell us about your Kickstarter and like how you fund these collections to like make that possible. Yeah. So I started with the first collection on Kickstarter. It just felt like a great way to basically test the waters. And I think that's kind of the idea. So, um, for those who don't know, Kickstarter is a platform where creators can, yeah, collect funds, raise capital for a new product that they want to make. And it's not, it's not fundraising. It wouldn't be like donations, but a person would say, okay, I'm going to give you the money up front for your product just mm. before you actually make it. And then I'll get the product back in return. Mm-hmm. And that has, that also was so helpful to know which sizes and s- styles to actually make. Because while I thought, um, for example, a couple of the styles, the classic swim dress, I, was like, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And it didn't get as many orders as I would have thought. So Mm. that was so helpful to know. I knew exactly how many of that to make and which sizes. And I don't, you know, I didn't have any extra left over that I'm not able to sell. So Mm. that's been really helpful with this model too. It was only meant to be, I only meant to use Kickstarter for the first collection. Mm. And I think um, as a naive yeah, new business owner thought, okay, it's going to take off and, you know, I'll be able to go to a more traditional business model after that. It That did not happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but pre-sale, it's it, basically a pre-sale too, which we yes. found, I mean, with our scarves, that's what we do a lot of times mm-hmm. for our first launch. And it's, like you said, it's so helpful to see what people are interested in, yes. what they're going to buy, and then you can mm-hmm. serve the customer better. You're not putting yep. your money into, you know, a yes. certain style that they're not going to really want as much, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So now launching the second collection also on Kickstarter. And um, I did have to raise the goal amount. And a lot of people have been asking about that. And it's literally because that's how much the cost of goods has increased. Mm -hmm. Um, So the the factory still has the same minimum, actually, which is pretty amazing. But just the cost of the fabric and, um, you know, labor and everything has just increased so much that, yeah. I, yeah. the goal is still to make the same amount of units, but, um, the goal for our Kickstarter has increased. And, and I think that's the biggest thing I'm running into now is as a small business, small batch, 
it is so expensive to make and therefore so the cost is so high and a lot of people just it's just not accessible mm. and i think that is a real struggle with wanting to make something in the us ethically made small batch it just is yeah. you just can't get around it yeah well like especially in our current system too like it's just not it's like it, it it's not accessible within the system for fashion that we have right now and that's because the system is broken. Like it doesn't work well. It doesn't dignify the human person. And so Mm -hmm. like, I know so many of our our customers, you know, they save up for something of ours. Mm -hmm. And so it takes a lot more, the the buying process is so much slower, um, which can be disheartening when you're in this environment. Mm. Like, you know, you, you study and you work in the industry where everything is much quicker, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think long-term, I mean, this like, I think it's going to be absolutely wonderful. I mean, it already is. <laughs> May the Lord's will be done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it is hard to change the customer's mindset when it comes to buying things. And that's something that like me and Veronica are always having this conversation mm-hmm. whenever we're like creating new collections. Mm-hmm. It is that question of, okay, like this is a beautiful design this is a beautiful garment we're so excited about this mm-hmm. but if you know all of the cost of the, the fabric and how expensive it is to pay the seamstress to make mm-hmm. it if we're having a seamstress make it or just veronica's time mm-hmm. that is put into making that garment um in order to make any sort of a profit like the markup has to yeah. be uh, you know, a, right. a decent amount so that like you can continue going on <laughs> and, yeah, and serving the customer brand. in that way. Yeah, and like it's just it. so hard. It really is hard trying to make sense of that to the customer because all they see is the mm-hmm. price tag. All they see yep. is two hundred dollars, and they're mm-hmm. like, "What? No way! Yeah. I could just go to the mall and get that super cheap and be done with it." Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, it it is a struggle when you're trying to create something beautiful and important that dignifies every person along the way in the process, mm-hmm. and trying to make real change. But then people, all they see is $200 or $150 or whatever. Right. And the immediate thought is, well, like, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think the assumption is like, oh, well, they're asking for too much then. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, they're like being greedy mm-hmm. um, or being unnecessary in the yep. design or yep. whatever. But yep. really, like when you break it down, it's like there's there's a lot of times where me and Veronica will talk about making r- dresses or something that are a lot cheaper than what we normally make. Like, we'll... Mm-hmm make the pattern and the design and the fabric like very basic mm-hmm. then Even so yeah but then we're like oh so then we'll make nine dollars from this like yeah. we're like yeah. uh that's not worth it like yeah we can't make a a little line of something where all we get then is nine dollars mm-hmm. at the end of it so so yeah have you had a hard time in that regard as well like with kind of trying to communicate the the value that people are getting but then also just that uh the breakdown of how much it goes into because because it almost feels like it has to be something that even within like your marketing mm-hmm. um even like even when within the marketing it's like trying to make sense of the prices to people because they're yeah. so used to you know things that it's like another language yeah. yeah yeah 
That's actually a really good idea. As you're talking, I'm thinking about that would actually be really helpful to have side by side because I think people, yeah, they immediately say, okay, I'm just going to go get a swimsuit at Target. I'm just going to get a swimsuit from Amazon. Um, And it would be really interesting to put a side by side of, okay, the reason the cost of those is so low is because, yep, the people are being paid this much. The Mm -hmm. fabric costs this much. And I think you get what you pay for. Um, I just... I just went luggage shopping and I, I absolutely went the night before I was traveling <laughs> then. And I went to the store and yeah, just wanted to pick the cheapest thing. And I could just tell yeah, the zippers are going to break. The wheels are going to break really soon. And I just think for the most part, we, if you're sacrificing, if you're paying less, yeah, you're sacrificing mm-hmm. on something. And I think, I think that's very much the case with the materials I'm using, the fabric is just, yeah, it's just so yeah. much head and shoulders above. Yeah. <laughs> buttery soft. Yeah. It's like Amazon, a warm, so cozy, comfy hug. I, yeah. I think that's a really interesting idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also I'm finding yeah. that like customers really want to, I think particularly within like, you know, people looking for modest clothing, oftentimes they're religious. And so they have a sense of like wanting to do well by God and the people around them. But even people who aren't, I think like, I'm really grateful to exist at this point in time when like there is so much more universality through technology Mm. where people are talking about things. Mm -hmm. And I see people who are not religious at all really championing ethical fashion, championing people being treated with dignity Mm -hmm. in all different ways. And I think people really do want this. And on top of that too, I think that thrifted clothing becoming more common and people kind of seeing that as something that's even just interesting, not even as like an option aside from fast fashion, but just something that that's novel and exciting. I often think like what, what's going to be in the thrift like stores from our generation, you know, like I love going in and seeing, like I can go in and find something like handmade by a tailor and it's so cool. You know what I mean? Or something. Yeah. Someone with scoliosis like me had, and you can tell in the way that it's tailored, like wow. they took a tailor and it fit them like a glove, you know, and then what's going to be in the stores from like, even from mm. our generation, now that people are bringing, there are lots of stores that just, they they have a bunch of stuff that they can't sell because it's mm-hmm. already fallen apart. If someone bought yeah. it even 10 years ago, you know? Yeah. Um, And so I'm like, yeah, something that, that is not only going to last you your whole life, but be something that is going to be like a, almost like a, oh, what is it? Um, Future I mean, we're all called to be, Yeah, we're all called to be saints, like some kind of like living relic, honestly. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this very human thing of, of having a garment that has yeah. touched someone's life. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Did we talk about, I, um, a while ago interviewed to work at a Halloween costume company. And no. this, this woman was like disclosing so much. On, it was a, it was a phone call interview and she was saying so much. And I'm like, I don't think she realized who <laughs> she's talking to. Oh my gosh. So I like took notes. And so she was saying about how they make them overseas. And in order to avoid paying duties when they ship them in the country, they want to call them toys instead of clothing. So yeah. they make them so poor that like i said they can pass as toys instead of clothing and she said if you put this if you put one of our halloween costumes in the wash and it falls apart it has passed the test so this is the reality that these, a lot of companies 
are making clothing to fall apart wow. so that they can like in, you know maximize on their bottom line like this is the reality wow that's crazy and, and this that is, is why that is why you can get it for you know four dollars yeah on amazon wow. or whatever and why our clothing costs more <laughs> yeah oh my gosh that's wild <laughs> And also, he was just talking to you about that. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, also the the approach of like using diligence as a way to like a puzzle to like, um, instead of using diligence and like, you know, thinking smart and savvy with money as a way to help take care of the people involved in the process from the people who are going to be making it to the people who are going to be wearing it. Instead, it's like if all we're focused on is this kind of like. I don't know, bottom line, um, instead of the people involved in it, then like objectively on one hand, you can be like, oh yeah, that's quote unquote smart. But also is that at all? Okay. No, like, <laughs> like, oh yeah. Mm. Nah. Yeah. I mean, they, maybe, maybe if they advertise it on the packaging as disposable <laughs> one-time yeah. use. For yeah. Real. Really? And well, I think that Forever 21 and H&M, like they should basically yeah. put that on their garments. For real. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, and I think for something like a garment that we use for one part of our life, especially like if you live in like, I don't know, like we're on the East coast over here, we don't go swimming every day of the year, you mm-hmm. know, like it's not really a daily part of life. It's like a yep. seasonal thing. And so yep. it can be very easy to forget about buying that garment until it's like, Oh, I got to go to the beach tomorrow. Mm, yes. So yes. Then you're running to the store and you're trying something on it. Also, you know, it's not a part of your wardrobe year round. And so it, it can kind of become easy to categorize it in your head as something other than that. It's like, mm not as special but honestly like yeah i mean it's it becomes the thing that you can wear every single year over and over and over again and that's why i'm excited because for your kickstarter i put um i ordered the dress i'm like like, i can't wait to wear that like for the rest of my life like exactly um (laughs) but so like one thing I want to add is like, I think that, well, okay. So <laughs> me gathering my thoughts when I was sharing your Kickstarter and all of that on Instagram and just thinking about how important it is to support Catholic artisans on this mission, because if we say that we're Catholic, we believe in we believe in dignifying the human person, but we also believe that it, along every single process or every step of the production process, there is a, a human person. We need to humanize all industries and see the person in all industries. Mm-hmm. And it is so easy to be like, oh, well, in order to serve myself and um, my immediate needs right now, I'm just going to go to Target and get whatever bathing suit or whatever mm. you need at that moment. Um, and then you feel like, okay, well, I've saved money and I do need to focus on myself and, you know, yeah, saving, um, and for whatever your budget allows. But when we think about those of us who are really trying to make a big change within this like global problem, supporting, supporting artisans, Catholic artisans is really like supporting a ministry. It's really Mm -hmm. supporting a mission, 
it's not something superfluous or silly yeah like oh it's fashion like oh these just like these chicks are just like making clothes <laughs> yeah. like it's not necessary it's not really necessary um the human dignity is always necessary like you're right. gonna wear a swimsuit and like I think right I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I think like the the sense of like changing our scope of responsibility from being just centered on ourselves and like widening it so that there are other people who we know our lives are immediately touching, who we also mm-hmm. like live out our responsibility towards, you know, um, for it to be not about like, oh, I got the cutest thing that I could find, but instead I am, I, I'm actively serving people through my purchase you know and it just also Mm -hmm. so happens to serve my own dignity too where I feel beautiful and remember how Mm -hmm. wonderfully God made me you know um right yeah because you're supporting also the mission and the calling that God has called this person to so like when I was you know um looking at your kickstarter and I was like okay like aside from the fact that I genuinely really want the swim dress I also just felt compelled because obviously you have this calling Mm -hmm. to pursue this and I want to support you in that. And I want to also be like, yeah, God, like, (laughs) (laughs) thank you for calling her to this and offering this option, creating something that's beautiful and also trying to, um, to, to solve this greater problem that we have Mm -hmm. in terms Mm -hmm. of fast fashion and all of that. Um, so I just think that I just think it's so important as Catholics for us to support our fellow, you know, our fellow Catholic artisans. And it doesn't necessarily just have to be like our brands, like, yeah, <laughs> it's like this weird manipulation thing where I'm like, everybody, but, yeah, no, but he and Sienna and go. Um, but fashion is like but, a bridge between beauty will save the world. And we understand, I think, the importance of art as Catholics is how it's not just superfluous. Yeah. And then clothing, I think it can so easily veer into vanity if we're not good stewards of it, that sometimes it can be easier to just hold it at arm's length and not look at it as art worth investing in and being present to. It's sort of like art that also you need to wear anyway, you know, <laughs> like um, yeah. it is it is like, a, yeah. I want to say something that might be a little controversial. Ooh, uh- I think I think we should support artisans who are excellent. Yeah. And I think yes. there are a lot of Catholic yes. artists who are not excellent. <laughs> and whether in their artistry or uh execution, I can't tell you how many or choices Catholic, along the way. Yeah, Catholic, I'm doing air quotes. Mm-hmm. Um business people and they're just not professional. They do not follow through on their word, mm. just different things like that. I think yeah. we should be excellent in our. Lily and I talk about this a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah we should be excellent in our in our pursuits. And I don't personally support people just because they're Catholic. Yeah, yeah. I think I think if I think what you're making is beautiful and will, I mean, I love that definition of beauty as like that which will draw us like our mind to God. So mm-hmm. I think if what you're making is beautiful, then I want to, yeah. Yeah. I want yeah. to invest in that, but yeah, I don't, yes. I don't love just, just because you're Catholic. Yeah. yeah just because, exactly. well, I mean, we, we talk about this a lot where there'll be different Catholic 
brands um, or women who buy wholesale things from other countries mm. and, and they just slap a Catholic word on it and say that like, this is the whatever, this is yeah. like the... Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, the main, yeah, whatever it is, it's, it's like the intention can be so good. The desire to meet fashion and faith and like be, you know, another level of beauty to what you're wearing, but also it needs to be something that is in, like an approach that's imbued in each step of the process because mm. what you're, what you're, like you said, it needs to be excellent because if what you're creating is harming someone, um, if you're ignoring that, then it isn't excellent. Uh, and it, 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 it can't be beautiful, you know, even if uh, it looks pretty, the, the, if someone's hands who touched it were being hurt or not paid fairly, uh, then uh, it's not, it's, you know, yeah. I think we're all capable of excellence. And I think, yeah. yeah. Don't cut corners. Yeah. To, or, yeah. Or faith should profit off of Jesus. Want to yeah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do a whole episode on this of like using Jesus to sell things versus like, you yeah, know, we are inspired by it, by your yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but okay. So what is your goal for the future of Sienna? Okay. What do you envision? <laughs> yeah. The ultimate goal would be, <laughs> this is going to sound funny to be like the Mormon monopoly on <laughs> modest, modest. <clothing. laughs> no, they, <laughs> I just feel like they yes. yeah, do have a lot to offer. And I think, okay, I had this hairstylist who was Mormon and she was the best. We would just like chat, you know, the whole time when she was doing my hair and we have so many commonalities and mm -hmm. that's the era of my life I'm in is let's focus on the commonalities we have yeah. amongst each other and capitalize on that. And so, so that. yeah, yeah. So that would, that's the goal. Love it. So then, yeah, ha offer all categories. So not just swimwear, but Mm -hmm. um you know dresses and tops and bottoms and um I think what you all are doing is really beautiful and very unique mm -hmm. and I think I think there is a way to do it um more quote-unquote again air quotes mass production like yeah I just mm -hmm. think that's a little bit more accessible for a certain customer yeah and then um yeah there are going to be people who yeah want the the made to order that kind of thing so that's kind of my vision mm. awesome. uh, Wow, we're so excited for that. <laughs> Yay. We're so excited about this collection. Um, and everybody needs to go check out Catherine's Kickstarter and look at all the beautiful suits and, you know, prayerfully consider supporting the Kickstarter because we all want these swimsuits. <laughs> we want like, swimsuits. Yes, and you need to support the Kickstarter good. so I get my swimsuit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> where, um, where can our listeners find you, Catherine? Yeah, so uh, website is the best, sienna-co.com, C sorry, S-I-E-N-A-C-O.com. From there, you can get the link to Kickstarter, um, and then that's going to be, yeah, where you can sign up for our email list, all the good stuff. Yeah, her email, her emails are amazing. Yes, and you're yeah. also on Instagram. She's on, she's on IG, posting all the time, so follow her on Instagram. Yeah, and I will say your your email marketing is probably some of the like most fun, well done I've ever. I enjoy receiving it. Let's put it that Yay. way. So, yeah. Agreed. That means Agreed. a lot. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Catherine. Thank you so much. <laughs> you guys are the best. Yeah. <laughs> All soon. right, we'll talk to you again. Okay. Bye. bye. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us this week for Beyond the Stitch. 
Our podcast is edited and produced by Doug Cool. Thank you so much, Doug. You're the bomb diggity. Our music is by Trish Vega. You can find her on Spotify. That's T-R-I-S-H and then Vega, V-E-G-A. We're really grateful to have you here. And you can follow along on all of our chaotic, fun, ridiculous things over on Instagram at litany.nyc and over at our website, www.litanynyc.com. That's L-I-T-A-N-Y-N-Y-C.com. See you next week.